Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Thursday morning. So how do you say it? Kelsey or Kels? You say it, Kelsey. They went to the mother, the, the player's mother, and she said, it's Kelsey. This guy's playing games with you the media. You think so? Oh, heaven. You think yes. it's all a joke? Oh, I think it's hilarious because it, it they have so many different versions. And the thing is, Coach Andy Reid's always referred to him as Kels. Well, well, but no, no, I was no, like, no, well, no, that's his no, nickname. Mike, that's not what he's doing. It, it, that's what it is. Kells is what he's calling him. It's not his last name. It's, hey, Kells did this. Yeah. You know, just like a, I'll say uh, something along the lines of intern did this or something like that. And no, 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 no. It's Kelsey is his name. The mother verified it yesterday. Forget about it. It's immediate. We're not talking. Ned's not going to talk about it anymore. Hell Done. What was the old joke about the two days in the year when nothing was happening in sports? Well, it was. That was that was a joke a number of years ago. And it really wasn't a joke. It was kind of a trivia question. What two days in the calendar year are absolutely bereft of any sports? One is Christmas Eve. And the other is the day after the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. And when you think about it, back, oh, 25, 30, 35 years ago, that was the case. It isn't now. It's kind of changed a little bit. But for an influx, a great amount of sports going on, (laughs) there isn't much happening day after the All-Star Game and Christmas Eve. Of course, now they have a bowl game on Christmas Eve. Sometimes the NFL plays. And last night we had an NBA championship game. So it isn't quite accurate, but it used to be. Man, speaking of the uh, NBA championship game, what a dandy. Yeah, it was a nice little comeback by the Milwaukee Bucks. They won the game 109-103, and that's uh, that's playing some basketball. Did you think that this was going to be the way it ended? I mean, I thought the Suns were smoking, and, but now Milwaukee, I don't know. I, I don't know. Devin Booker had a great game. Chris Middleton of Milwaukee had a great name, and interestingly enough, they're both on the USA Olympic team, and neither one of them's playing at the moment. They're playing against each other. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure Team USA will just be really, really happy to see them come back. Now, if they can fit into the game. If plan. they can fit into the game, yeah, because you've already got a team. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Uh, let's switch to baseball. Do you think the Cardinals might be interested in uh, Cole? Y- maybe. This is very interesting. This is Cole Hamels, who, of course, had his heyday with the Philadelphia Phillies back in the late, well, the right around 2008, 2009, sometime in that vicinity. He was he was a top-notch lefty in Major League Baseball, had a very hard man to face. He's now 36 years old. You remember, he has relatives who mm-hmm. live here. His family is, his married family is from here, from Buffalo. But the fact of the matter remains that they live out on the West Coast now, and Cole Hamels, who hasn't played baseball in about a year because of injuries and nobody's picked him up, he's a free agent, has decided tomorrow, Friday, he's going to put on a showcase, a showcase and pitch for a lot of major league scouts. He thinks he still has it, but what athlete doesn't think they still have it? Hamels says, I can still pitch, I can still be very effective, I'm over my injuries, hey, anybody who's interested can come out and see it. Well, the Cardinals are in dire need of some pitching. This guy was at one time a big star, a left-hander. Hey, why not give it a shot? Let's see if he has anything to offer. They got uh, Wainwright, you know, and it would make sense. I mean, anything could help. That helps right now for the St. Louis Cardinals. So last hour we mentioned the NBA playoffs. It's now tied at two games. Milwaukee Bucks won coming from behind. They trailed practically the whole game, but came from behind in the final quarter 
to uh, beat the Phoenix Suns 109-103. So the series is tied at two games apiece and resumes on Saturday. You think that was by design and they're just tiring them out, just no. kind of maintaining, or is just the gods smiled upon Milwaukee? No, I think they're so evenly matched. As yeah, it, it's, it definitely is a very small tip for sure. Richard Sherman, what the hell's going on there, man? I must admit to you, I am frankly astounded. And I do mean that in every respect. Here's a guy who's a Stanford University uh, individual, a very highly uh, oriented academician, very well-spoken. He's part of the National Football League Players Association and a very uh, highly regarded member of that group. And here he's involved in a situation in which he is caught breaking and entering into his family home. Evidently, he's estranged. And I found it very interesting that the wife said something to the effect that Richard Sherman did not harm anybody, didn't hurt anybody at all. That wasn't the case, which leads me to believe that she's giving him an out in this circumstance. But we, we just want him out of here. He, but he didn't hurt anybody. Okay, the police arrested him, breaking into his home, and he fought the police. And they had to subdue him with a canine crew. Do, 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 do. You ain't going to win that game. No, no. So that bothers me a little bit. And well, that's a felony. It, it it's is a, a felony. Assault and an officer. He is in jail. Yeah. He is in jail and no bond. No bond posted for him. This is Richard Sherman, for heaven's sake. That leads me to believe he has had a mental breakdown of some sort. But that's only a guess from way, way off. Man, it just breaks your heart. Hopefully it's not CTE, man. Because you, I read that article with Jay Cutler earlier this week where he was talking about, you know, I know it's coming. I'm just doing everything I can to prevent it. I just uh, breaks your heart. It breaks your heart. Hopefully that's not what's going on. But man, that's uh, it's gonna be a tough mountain to climb, or, or a, definitely a big hole to dig yourself out of. Uh, last hour, you mentioned that normally yesterday would have been the one day, uh, one of the two days in the year, nothing happened, um, and that was the case for baseball because they are in the All Star break following an All Star game. But that comes back tomorrow. Do you see any big changes for the Cardinals and Royals? It'll have to happen today because there's been nothing to my knowledge that's happened here in the last couple of days. They're going to, uh, well, the Royals, the Royals may be sellers, and they do have one individual who might draw some attention, Danny Duffy, a veteran left-hander on their team. He's a solid pitcher, not one of the all-time greats, but he's an innings eater, and a lot of these contending teams are looking for that at this juncture. That is possible, just throwing out that name as a possibility. The Cardinals, I don't know where they fall into the scheme of things. They're eight games out, and when they resume action tomorrow night against the San Francisco Giants, it's going to be a long haul for them. They can do it, because I think the Brewers are going to cool off. They already have a little bit. They've come back into the pack a bit, but are the, are the Cardinals going to require some new players and some new pitchers? We talked about Cole Hamels last hour. Maybe that's a possibility. We'll see. It all it all still has to be worked out. The trading deadline is still about two weeks off. They need to do something if they want any hope for the rest of the season because they need all the help both teams do. Uh, last but not least, uh, first round British Open just kicked off. How's that going? They've been playing for, well, several hours now. At last report, they were on the 11th hole. That's the leader's. Brian Harmon and Mackenzie Hughes, not two of the great names that we know about here in this country, but they are the leaders at four under par. Playing Royal St. George's, which is in the Kent province, the town of Sandwich, England. It's right there on the bay, the Sandwich Bay, which of course is part of the Atlantic Ocean. So it's always that cold and blustery July over there in Great Britain. The scores are not particularly high. You didn't expect them to be high. It's a links course. Links courses are a whole lot different from what American courses usually are. 
So we'll see how they do. Brooks Kepka is still very much in the hunt. He was under par at last report, but many of the big-name pros are over par at the moment. And at the British Open, that's not much of a surprise. But long, long way to go. Long way to go, and like you said, a very tough, tough course. So look forward to some naps in my near future. Nev, you have a great Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow, sir.